How long gone? He is risen. Uh, Jesus is walking. Jason is walking. I am walking in the beautiful sunlight today in downtown Manhattan. It's 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 glaring out there. People are gobbling bagels and drinking iced coffee like it's fucking mid July. Actually, Chris, just to I don't want to cut you off, but they have risen. I'm, Continue. I'm sorry. They have risen. I mean, I would never post a white male Jesus uh, on my timeline. I've kind of <laughs> had a, I've had to have some tough discussions with my parents about their kind of classic use of white jesus um mm-hmm. in our home facetune jesus jesus's abs can be there but he needs to be a little more fluid <laughs> and a little more less white we'll try that out next year christopher it's easter sunday uh jason was up early hiding eggs for the neighbors i'm sure with uh unlike me he doesn't put hundred dollar bills in his he's too cheap he puts kind of like off-brand candy <laughs> is what i would guess yeah i was talking to a friend of the show mikey uh earlier this morning saying hey man i couldn't I cannot get a wink of sleep every Easter. <laughs> and he said, tell me about it. I was up uh, early in the middle of the night rooting through my parents' closet. And he did find some of the eggs that they were planning on leaving for him today. The thing is, my dad keeps a five-pound bag of, of uh, Minnie's Reese's Cups in the house year-round. Um, so the only thing that changes during Easter is the pastel wrapping. Um, which does make it feel more festive, but they taste great like a classic Reese's. So just just in case you sure. were kind of worried. Close your eyes and it's a regular Reese's. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. In this household, that's considered exactly. contraband, if you ask me. Um, but I, I was thinking about this yesterday. When was the last time you celebrated Easter? Oh, I, c- I couldn't tell you. I mean, I you know, if it was up to me, I, we'd celebrate no holidays because they're all kind of pointless. Of course. But of Easter... Course. Easter's ranking pretty high up there on the on the most pointless. I mean, I guess if people like has it been like like twenty years since you've technically celebrated Easter, something like that. I've probably I've probably had some sort of meal that was under the guise of Easter celebration, but I wasn't thinking of it that way. Mm, you, you, you know okay. what I mean? You know what I mean? I was I was thinking of it merely as a, a meal on a Sunday. Sure. Um, whereas some others might have been thinking of it as a He is Risen celebration. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't count. I mean, obviously, you're not celebrating for religious reasons, but it has to be something more. Um, I guess more ceremonial than just the simple act of eating on a Sunday that happens to fall on Easter well, Sunday. I, I mean, I think that depends on how much candy is being kind of you know spread out for dessert. I think that's really what. So when know, I what, when I think Easter, I'm thinking ham. I'm thinking eggs. I'm thinking white people shit. And you're thinking you got candy on the brain. I got Reese's. I got Hershey's Kisses. I got all all the classics in the pastel wrapping. And then, you know, if you're really fat, uh, you hide that wrapping under your bed, you know what I mean? And then kind of take care of it. Hopefully your mom doesn't find it, you know, then you kind of, you, you kind of take care of it a later date. Take care of it, you say. Yeah, you just get, you kind of make it go away. You know what I mean? Tony Soprano mm, voice. This, this was like how you did with your soft batch cookies in high school as well, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, the soft batches, I mean, those, I would, I would, I would eat those <laughs> so quickly that sometimes I think some plastic would go down too. So there wasn't kind of, there wasn't kind of as, as much. Damn, just like Bean. as much. Yeah. He knows not what he's doing. It seems, I thought, I thought, you know, I thought that was more sustainable to kind of eat the packaging than it was <laughs> to put it in a, in a <laughs> landfill. So that's something that I kind of, I'm kind of approaching. Yeah, it, it doesn't count if you're technically being a human recycling bin. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm. I consider myself to be a blue, a blue trash. And your candy. mom should not have called you that all through your childhood. I feel like that, <laughs> that has really been damaging on your overall psyche. It didn't do a lot. It's starting to kind of peel through the cracks. No, as as I get older, the the facade is crumbling. 
I've had though, I, after church this morning, um, I, I've had a tough, I have had a tough Easter because I, I was, when you say church this morning, I'm which, which dog pound class are you talking about? Oh, uh, that was, that was the Equinox Woodway treadmill is where I worshiped, uh, this morning. Okay. Um, and it was, it was a nice service. The pastor had some, uh, some great things to say, kind of, you know, not, not, you know, not, not crazy, you know, stuff, but just kind of classic Easter stuff that we know and love. Keep it light. Keep it light. Because we, we have to get to, we have to get to, you know, Golden Corral for lunch. Um, so, so I'm on, you know, I'm on the Daily Mail this morning doing my usual stuff. Bro, I was on there a couple days ago. The amount of pop-up ads is beyond insane. It's, it's, the, it's, the it's almost website. it's almost fun. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't use ad blockers because that's for narcs and and, and thanks to NordVPN. Uh, but I don't. Um, so I click off. I clicked off all the targeted ads for me, all the Lemare boots and fucking Marnie sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And um, two great drag names for you, by the way. Go on. <laughs> I'm Marnie sunglasses. No, I like Marnie boots. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Marnie Boots. <laughs> that does roll off the tug. Uh, so there was a there was a post about um, Ariana and Sheena from Vanderpump Rules, and they were the paid celebrity guests with Mod Son at Emo Night last night. Paid celebrity guests to attend Emo Night. They were on the stage rocking out to some of the classics, and Mod Son was also there. They were wearing some like. VP, Vanderpump Rules emo night merch, and they were getting the crowd to chant like "fuck Tom," you know, or or whatever. And so this led me this led me to the emo night uh, Instagram page, which I I didn't you know I've never looked at before, and I didn't realize that this party had been fully fr- it's franchised now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they're showing it's it's in Tacoma, Washington. It's in you know whatever. So I'm looking at it. No, it's huge. It's huge. And while watching this, I see three different cities playing. Lincoln Park in the at, at emo night and I think to myself this is kind of a raging the machine situation for me because this is garbage radio like new metal that now is being classified as emo and I don't know how this trend keeps happening and especially with a band like this that was like so deeply uncool and, and I just think people are getting confused with like sad suburban losers and emo and that the ethos they're not the same they are not the same um i think to me it really boils down to an age range scenario because the people who are going to emo night weren't even alive when our version of emo was being made you know this is all people who were born like after the year 2000 but the responsibility is on the host or excuse me on the on the creator (laughs) who i assume i assume this creator is someone who I'm not saying he's digging in the crates for the the rights of spring seven inch, you know, mm-hmm. but I would at least like to think the the buck stops with taking back Sunday or the, whatever. The, I have a, I have some I have a lot of thoughts on this as a white person who has been a professional club promoter for years. Um, okay, so first you of don't all, care. <laughs> first of all, no, 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 we no. don't give a shit as long as we sell tickets. Well, there that is a little bit of the the synopsis going on. There's some through lines with that, but the first call out I uh, that that caught my eye. You mentioned a paid club appearance by Maud Son, who is like he makes like fake music, right? Fake music guy. He feels, yeah. I mean, he feels like it's like it's like like mall pop, like Avril Lavigne shit, right? Yeah. Well, he did date Avril Lavigne until she left him for um, friend of the show Tyga. Yes. So like fake music guy, and then you have people from a reality show. These are all white people, right? Of course, but 
Okay. Quickly on Mon- Monson. Quickly on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Mon- please, Monson, please, light please. skin. Is that what you're going to say? Yellow bone? What's going on? No, no, no. Monson, Mons- no. Monson is, um, is whiter than my untanned calf muscle. Monson <laughs> is. No, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is Monson, though, is at least. Th- those guys, like much like Machine Gun Kelly, their their kind of forefather, are all birthed from the the and, and come from the Blink One Eighty Two school, right? Which I f- I feel like is still more closer. That, yeah, to the that, true ma- that makes more sense than just a random reality star yeah, exactly. who like grew up exactly. listening to Kelly Clarkson. But basically, my question in asking if they're white is this: this means that white people are getting paid for club walkthroughs for the first time in our professional existence. And that is a watershed moment. Okay, so we need to I guess the death so of the from club. So from a club promoter standpoint, Avalon in Hollywood last night was absolutely fucking cracking because Sheena and Ariana got 15 each to wear a baggy hoodie and jump up and down <laughs> to Lincoln Park. That I mean, look, I, I yes. that is a, that is a new that, It's you unprecedented. Know. It's um, unprecedented. It's cuz it's usually, you know, a rapper, True. an athlete, those are the people who are getting paid for a walkthrough. I, you're right. That's a good point. So we're breaking we're, we're breaking down walls uh <laughs> youth of today voice. We're bringing down walls. So, but the but the main the main thing going on, I I believe with with Lincoln Park is the degradation of a club. Like emo night has been going on for many many years now at this point. And anytime a a club night starts, it's with the purest intentions. You're very particular about the music. You're very particular about the vibe. Of course. And then as it as it exists for years and years upon years, the crowd. You know, the original core crowd and demographic stops going. They grow up. They get over it. Sure. The little sisters and the little brothers go. And then the music, the audience, and everything slowly gets worse and worse with every passing year to the point where it just become a bridge and tunnel kind of sure. hot topic type of scenario. And the money the gets money better and you can't up. say no. Yeah. You can't say no to the money. I understand that. I think also I could see an issue where the, you know, there's, if you got to do this, you know, once a month and you're doing it for, you're playing music for four hours or whatever, yeah. you know, it, it, there's only so much music that's actually good that would be yeah. fall under the true umbrella. So I do understand the need to branch out. I guess I'm saying that like, Lincoln Park is a is a like card carrying member of a full other genre. Yes. So it feels pretty clearly it feels pretty clearly not <laughs> emo. It feels pretty clearly radio new metal to me. Like there's not it's not in a gray area. Is True. my is my point. So it seems like a it seems like a statement. And then I I made a comment about this on Twitter and I was attacked um, by a few blue check journalists saying that this feel this felt cruel because the singer committed suicide. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are 
so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> Their music being bad and not being emo has nothing to do with someone committing suicide. That's obviously a separate sad issue. You, like, yeah, not, you could still be like, misgenred. You could still be misgenred yeah. and suicidal. I'm not wishing death upon a guy because his music is bad or I'm not celebrating his suicide. I'm just saying the music sucks 
and it's not emo and that's just a fact I, I don't know i don't i don't know what to tell you like it's it's i don't understand how those things can be so convoluted from someone who is seemingly like intelligent i, I just don't understand how that's like that's not mean it's not mean to say something is bad well you you don't think it's mean and i don't think it's mean and you and i are able to sort of separate those two things but a lot of people nowadays more so than before become very uncomfortable when you speak ill of of somebody who has been in a traumatizing situation suicide obviously being high up on the list in, of in terms of trauma but people are not able to process you know any level of criticism or dark humor but it's it's like imagine imagine me thinking this band sucks so i'm happy a guy committed suicide like think about that thought process <laughs> like that's just fucking crazy obviously all yeah of, we hate a lot of things we don't yeah we, we don't want like, that person what? to die like, what in real are you life. talking about like how do you get to that point like how do you go from it just it makes it's so baffling to me that that's the way people think but I mean, you know, I, I stand my ground and I'm proud and I'm not afraid and I'm not going to back down from taking the controversial stand. <laughs> These that, sound like Lincoln Park lyrics, by the that, way. That, 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 that rap rock. <laughs> I'm new not metal. afraid. I'm not going to back down. Who's the DJ in Lincoln Park? It's somebody. Is, is it like it's somebody really uh, famous, right? There was. Is it Mike Shinoda? Is he the DJ? Or is oh. there was a, I think the DJ was was an Asian guy. I forgot who it was. No, you're right. You're right. I thought I guess I thought it was maybe someone from the dj community that had like gotten recruited because it was easy bread you know to do a couple scratches yeah, i mean it's just like a bunch of dudes from the valley who have like lowered yeah lowered civics and integras who well because i, I found out because we were arguing we were arguing about this so i check out the i check out and what i was trying to explain to you guys in, in the group chat is that i think also emo to us and a lot of these genres are are, are like part of a scene and these kind of bands like played at like a bar three times and then got a record deal. You, you know what I mean? And they were on like a major label. They weren't part of like anything really, you know, it, mm -hmm. it was like a suburban angst garage band, like high school friends that play 10 shows. They've never toured. They never put out like an independent, maybe they put out one independent record. You know what I mean? They were not beasting in the underground. So you, so this is an issue of contention for you because they did not sort of cut their teeth in a scene. So therefore you, but you you can make emo music without being a part of a scene. You can. It is technically of, possible. Of course you can. But you know what I'm saying. It's like that's kind of part of like to me that's part of what makes a genre real, or at least it used to before it was just like to you all on the internet. It does. Yeah. Just but that is all that is all gone now. That's been that's been fucked up for be, years. But now. in in my in my defense, like Lincoln Park is from that era. Like Lincoln Park is a, a band that would have been around when that mattered. You know, that was there. They were in the late nineties, early two thousands. They're not, you know, they're not Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, they're not. But there's, I mean, in in the style of Olivia Rodrigo, their first concert was at a Best Buy location, not <laughs> at like <laughs> not true. at Chain Reaction or yeah, CBGBs. You know, <laughs> but that but that doesn't necessarily that doesn't technically mean that you're not an emo band. And obviously, people. And another another situation in terms of like them playing music at an emo night and you know being an old head in the back saying like what the fuck this ain't emo music it's all it takes is one song i mean i've seen it a zillion times over my entire life of you know cool indie hipster parties and then someone gets drunk and plays yeah you know since you've been gone or a taylor swift song or whatever these sort of guilty pleasure emotional sing-along pop songs are and once you have, you know, it could be, yeah, that's true. and it's also like, wouldn't it be so random if we 
like DJ let the bodies hit the floor and then that would be like a really random thing to do and what if we all like freaked out that's like the energy that happens and it's so like emo night it's just like nerdy music night it's like nerdy people music night it's the same thing as like the Shrek rave where it's just like yeah here are all the people who have been rejected from the club life you know the classist societal <laughs> hierarchy no fat people allowed no ugly people allowed no fucking dorky music allowed and this is their fight song their protest to that and they've taken it back but instead of being able to do it in a cool club with sexy horny people doing coke it's like you know they rent out a venue and just you know a house of blues in orlando and they're just like, yeah, just let these fucking autistic people run around and do whatever the fuck they got to do. I don't know. I'm still making money at the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're st that's the bottom line. But also, those people deserve to have fun and party and go crazy. Oh, I'm but, not. I'm you know, not. And I could relate to that as you know somebody who would go to like a club night in high school where you're just going to be random and run around with your friends and be crazy and like express yourself while you're still learning. It's sad when those people are 37 is the problem. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even hating on the the night itself i'm hating on people defending lincoln park that's the problem <laughs> yeah playing it playing it is like if you like this garbage that's on you chief but being like no this is important music that like <laughs> it, it it defies genre is is just insane it's just insane and i told you it's like it we're keep we're getting down to the point where i've heard this about corn and that is really <laughs> troubling because because to me because to me rage against the machine is bad but like i get why people like that and you start looking at it and it's limp biscuit then it's fucking then it's then lincoln park then it's corn and i'm like are you are you guys serious like you did live through this right like you know what this was like but that's the thing they didn't popular. they weren't alive when we were living through this when i was living through it the people that listened to corn and lincoln park were the people that would call me a fag in the parking lot exactly, exactly. while i was listening to uo music let me tell you what's happening i'll tell you right now elliot smith and chester <laughs> bennington aren't making music in heaven i'll tell you that right now i'll tell you that right now that's all that that's all that's all i can say elliot smith this. is in heaven telling chester <laughs> you can't sit with us yeah, he's saying, bro, nah, bro, uh-uh, no, no, we don't, we didn't have any DJs on any <laughs> Kill Rock Stars releases. Yeah, <laughs> I would talk to my, my, your better help therapist as to why this is affecting you. I don't think it's, I just think it's, it's just insane that people, like, I guess when you live through something and it was just so deeply corny and that was kind of understood among all your peers. This is just, this is just you, this is just classic old head i feel like i'm taking crazy pill shit and you have to let go and let totally. jesus take over and just know that this was happening to us with our cooler older generation when we were you know oh, 21 year old yeah, idiots no, no. I, I reckon I, we just didn't I have social media it's to more that, look like idiots on in a public forum it's more that i'm more of an activist trying to save a younger generation from <laughs> the pitfalls of liking garbage 90s like new metal uh and i think that's a service that i'm uniquely uh able to provide jason and that's the it is you know that's why we have which this is platform. why your 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 brand of activism you should be a little more sympathetic to the, the struggles of zach de la rocha and rage against the machine you guys are on the front lines trying yeah zach dale rocha but unfortunately i'm here to tell you you're fighting a battle that you're never going to win oh of course i mean and zach dale rocha's struggles of not being able to start his third range rover this morning you know to go to erwan they are, sure range, rovers are, are range rovers are like remova luggage they look great they cost an arm and a leg and they're always in the shop you know what i mean they're always in the shop i there was a there was a a, a viral article this week jason i don't know if you saw this on on bustle.com um 
is therapy speak making us selfish? <laughs> Boundaries okay. are important. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about how to go to bed at nine thirty and be a mysterious bitch. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Listen to this quote. This is this is a real quote. I'm in a place where I'm trying to honor my needs and act in alignment with what feels right within my scope of life. And I'm afraid our friendship <laughs> doesn't seem to fit in that framework. I can no longer hold the emotional space you've wanted me to. And I think the support you need is beyond the scope of what I can offer. This is someone. This is a friend sending this to another friend to basically break up with the friend. Okay. Well, my first call out is... This is not emotional or therapeutic speak. This is creative agency speak. They said scope of work yeah. <laughs> like 10 scope? times. Scope? scope of life. No, I, said I scope of life. I, I agree. I this agree. is all industry. This this is for people who are so, I mean, it's, it's quite literally or uh, ironically has nothing to do with emotions or therapy. The only people I know who talk like this in real life are people who are so void of emotion they're just workaholic yeah you know like tech industry people well that's what i saw some of the feed that that's what i saw some of the feedback being like this is not how any this is how this is, this is founder speak yeah this is more found this is not birthed from like therapy or like self-help this is birthed from the internet and like having jobs and this is how people talk to each other now and it's just like mm -hmm. it feels so inhumane i guess is what people are saying like you can't talk to people about your like you can't talk to them like they're your your coworker, you know like that's not like imagine receiving something like that i would absolutely i would immediately hate the person more than i could even fathom yeah well i guess what makes me sad is like obviously if you or i were ever to receive a message like that we would instantly assume this is some type of onion style satire <laughs> and it's yes, like yeah. lol bro that's the i needed that today honestly I've, I've been a little down that was one of the funniest things i've read in a long time anyway do you want to grab lunch next week that's how we would but the really sad part is people and potentially millions of people millions of uh, people who don't have enough problems in their life who are not facing any real struggle or strife in their world are sending these messages to each other in earnest and receiving them in earnest yes oh 100 this is i mean i guess yeah i guess you're this right is, this I mean, is how this is how one ai chat gpt breaks up with another ai yeah, chat gpt yeah. it just it just seems insane to be i don't know this is like the i don't know th this is also to me seems like a an evol like part of the like venmo someone for a three dollar and 43 cent coffee vibe of like mm -hmm. every everything <laughs> like some things just don't need to exist in relationships whether those are friendships or romantic like we got to just we got to make things cooler like we just got to be cooler we got to be better than this <laughs> we just we just got to be better dude like it you can't don't don't make your friend pay you back for fucking dinner and don't send a message that says you're holding space like what does that mean have you ever held the only time I've ever held space is when I fucking stand in a parking spot so someone can go around the block and get in it. Like I don't know what That's I don't know good. what the fuck like what the fuck what the fuck does that mean? The only like, motherfuckers that, that should hold space are an orange cone. Orange traffic cone <laughs> yeah, like, is the only people holding space in my life. Like these words just don't mean anything. It just doesn't mean anything. And it's just, it's just like what do you like just don't talk to someone anymore or to go tell them to fuck off. I don't think it needs to be this like I, I just don't know if it needs to be this serious. So what what was the what was the headline of the article? Is 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 therapeutic speak? Is therapy is 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 therapy, is, is therapy speak making us selfish? 
making us selfish. So what do you think the well, correlation between okay, what we just talked about? Occasionally, the emphasis on protecting one's individual needs can overlook the fact that someone else is on the other side of that boundary setting. What is a boundary setting? It's all crazy. It's all crazy. When you put the rebar down before you fucking <laughs> lay trying, a cinder block wall? Trying to reschedule events would be met with, quote, the plan has changed. We are going to do alternative activity. I'm setting a boundary. So let's say let's say Jason that we have dinner plans, you know. God damn it! And we're like, we're like Jason's like, hey bro, let's we're we're going we're going to Jimmy John's at at six thirty. The hot table, tough time. I'll see you there, and I say to you, and I I say to you, Jason, the plan is changing. We are going to Subway. I am setting boundaries. That that's that's literally what this. That's, that's, I'm, that's, I'm not that's setting boundaries. I'm changing the boundary I'm, setting. I'm changing the. Boundary setting exactly i'm changing the i'm changing the boundary setting <laughs> it's, it's it this is this is another one that i loved uh you made me feel unsafe and unloved your demeanor was a little off and this has been building for a while and you made me feel really left out this is among friends like this is among friends like what do you have you ever spoken to it like i don't like how do you care this much like have you ever talked to a friend like that can you imagine <laughs> this, this is to- if you typed in <laughs> To AI, like, write me a Lincoln Park song. These, these are really, it's all related. Imagine you coming to me and saying, "Chris, last night you made a joke that made me feel unloved and unsafe, and I, we need to address this and discuss it." <laughs> instead of just being, instead of being like, "You're a bitch, bro." Like that's like I don't know what. Like you know what that does? That makes the sentence, "You bro, you really hurt my feelings last night." That sounds like a normal, mature thing to say. Yeah. Compared to whatever the fuck this is, like this word salad of like keeping space and unsafe and you hurt it's just like bro like friendships are should not be that complicated that's the other thing and i know that we we think men are dumb and we are uh that there's no arguing that but like i just don't know i've never been in friendships like that like i've never been in a friendship where i would receive a message like that and that makes me feel really good about myself well i think we should feel good about ourselves because i think we do have sort of the privilege not to sound stupid like that but of being sort of the last generation where we don't have to value friendship so strongly as as you know Gen Z and and younger because I feel like it really is hard to find a real normal human friend to have in real life that you're so built up about them and they they become so just priceless and undis- indispensable that you have to yeah you, you coddle it and you hug it until it dies it's like something that you have to use so when much you finally <laughs> when you finally meet your gamer friend in real life and you can't <laughs> believe how cool they are and then you just kind of like yeah you you smother them yeah. until they die by like, whereas you and i it's like if if any of our good friends sent a message saying we should we're not i'm not going to be friends with you anymore we wouldn't lose a wink of sleep no we we have so many friends and we take them for granted obviously but um, i think many people nowadays don't and then you have to talk to them as if they are your employer that you are fucking on the dental plan with or something. No, that, I mean that's that's true. I mean that's true. It's just it's just really it's just really crazy. Like people are just people. Really, the bottom line with everything, and I can take this advice as well with my Lincoln Park stuff, is to get a life. Like we all got to get we all got to get a life. <laughs> like it's just like you can't like expecting other people to care about you at all is is will always disappoint you. That's the thing. Like no one owe, no one owes you shit. No one owes you boundaries. No one owes you an. They don't give a fuck. 
Like that's the that really no one owes you anything. And we we've we've decided that everyone, including corporations and friends, owe us everything all the time. And that's why we we got it fucked up. Mm-hmm. And also writing this, writing a message like this, what it removes. I mean, obviously removing any human element or emotion or or any you know person to person connection. What it's removing is the excitement of a friendship gone wrong or the drama just the simple excitement yeah yeah true that's like a good point that's a good the point. ups and downs of a relationship like a part of that a part of a relationship yeah, working the point of it is you know it can be exciting when things are going wrong and it's like it needs to be that way or else you won't really do it anymore and, and if you're just resorting to a, a boilerplate yeah, message yeah, to yeah. do all of your communications then <laughs> these fucking these gen z they got this shit saved as a shortcut in their iphone and they just kind of hit they kind of hit, <laughs> hit the shortcut and blast it off to let people know and, and, yeah and, and at that moment what you're doing is quietly quitting a relationship or a friendship that was never there to begin with it never it, it was never a real friendship if that's the way you're ending it. I just think that the blowback on this kind of stuff is starting to happen. I think Let's like go pay some bills. I think the I, <laughs> I think the kind of I do think the kind of like this being acceptable and like everyone saying shit like this to people and you and not being able to be like are you, what the fuck are you talking about bozo? I think we're done. I think we're allowed to be like dude shut up. <laughs> like if you got a text like that and you're like bro are you serious? Well, I think that's completely acceptable <laughs> now. And I, and I think lastly on that note, I th- I think it is even though it is damaging for humanity as a whole, it is good for us, you know, to speak selfishly because that's just making us appear more and more like you know, our podcast specifically and the way we talk to each other is turning into you know, a human case study that will be seen as, you know, museum quality human relations in a few years. <laughs> nobody is going to talk like a human anymore. And we might be some of the only, I mean, not obviously not just us. There's going to be billions of people who still do it, but like who have a successful, yeah, you like, know, content yeah. or content stream of some sort advertise on social media. There's not going to be a lot of people who talk like humans and we will be sort of preserved. We're holding it down and studied yeah, we're by, down. by a, yeah. A rebel alliance of young people who want look at these two to, who yearn <laughs> look at the, who yearn for human emotion and contact. Look at these two forty-year-old guys who call each other pussy all the time. This is normal. This is what <laughs> you guys got to strive for. This well, is- it's the same. It's the same reason why people are rewatching Entourage and Girls and all these things because you know when it first came out, it was like this is fucking the dumbest shit of all time. It's true. This is so stupid. I hate it. And now people are watching it because like, yes, it is dumb, warts and all. There are a lot of bad things about it, just like any legacy TV show that we we rewatch. You know, The Office is extremely racist, whatever it is, you know. Yes, it is all that stuff, but it's also the it's also human. It's like I'm watching this. I'm listening to this because warts and all it is human entourage. Nobody talks like that anymore. Nobody talks like girls anymore. Nobody talks like friends anymore. And that's a big reason why we are yearning for this kind of legacy. Yeah, media. no, I think you're right. I think you're right. And, I, and which all that is to say that is good for us. Hopefully, we get friends style syndication. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Thank yeah. you. All that is to say, how long gone has signed with TBS? <laughs> we're looking at we're looking at a three year deal up front. We're on every <laughs> night from five to eight. TBS. Um, very funny. I was speaking of girls. I was a little upset at the 
at the GQ Creativity Awards. Okay. Um, Grace Wales Bonner was the only one who got an award from the female contingency? No, 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 no. There was no... Um, the Squid Game model actress got an award. <laughs> Very charming speech, actually. But I, I'm I'm still... I, He's I've, a winner. I've texted Will about this, and he hasn't responded. But, uh, you know, the fact that we weren't at Donald Glover's table... <laughs> We meaning you and Alex, not me. Just to be clear, I was not there. Yeah, if it, it, it felt like a slight. You know what I mean? Like it felt a little like I, I think, saw his coat, and there was no room at the table for anyone else, right? That, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. A, Mark <laughs> Mark Anthony wide, Green had wide to, boy. Uh, Mark Anthony Green had to sit on the floor because of his Valentino coat uh, that was taking <laughs> up two seats. <laughs> it, was taking, it was like that girl at the Oscars with the big white headpiece. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, just exactly. know the old Jewish producer behind him is like, oh, son of a bitch. This sucks. Uh, but we were we were at an interesting power table uh, that I would love to share with you, Jason. And it was um, it was Mario Carbone. Whose lap was he sitting on? Alex, myself, and then uh, rapper actor Joey Badass, um, <laughs> who is a very friendly cat. Um, and um, was wearing a lot of heavy jewelry and was able to use his uh, iPhone with sunglasses on almost the entire time. Um, so it was a, you know, and... and so you were sitting at table 48 at this bitch. That's, this is how star-studded this event was. I love it. I mean, it was, it was a interesting. I mean, I think that, like, <laughs> I, 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 we, were right, we were right next to where the awards were presented, so I got a great view of all of the, all of the winners. Okay. Um, did, did, um, did the other table mates get plus one? Or were was was Joey and Mario solo dolo? Joey was solo. Uh, there was a couple other guys. This guy Izzy, who's like a, a manager, a music guy who's been around for a long time. I'd met a few times, and uh, he was there with his wife, and then some other some other older white guy who was clearly connected. Emil came over to the table and knew both of them. Of course. So I was just like, okay, these guys are these guys are rich and probably associate with some yeah. rappers. We're here to buy up some masters. Anyone have masters for sale? <laughs> <laughs> exactly you guys got masters for sale uh but the um but yeah i was a little up but then the, the the biggest trend of the night it was it was really fun it was a great party glorilla did perform um, which glorilla. you know was off the mm -hmm. she opened with i'm drunk as shit y'all uh before the kind of <laughs> song kicked I'm sure in. timmy apple was uh, loving this one <laughs> tim apple's holding it fucking down at the center table with with zach baron who who's uh, we've had on the show who, who wrote the big story with him and then you know like ryan mcginley etc mm -hmm. and and then so you didn't sit at that table just to be clear yeah i was not no they didn't they know not to let me near any of the important people they yeah, ain't letting because sure, sure, they sure. know exactly what we're going to do and we're going to talk about it on the show and that's the problem yeah the only person is ryan mcginley will be like oh we know him <laughs> so 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 i noticed the next day i'm like you know on on instagram because basically there's the there's the so there's the ceremony there's like the award ceremony dinner and there's like an after party where a sides dj and glorilla is is performing and that they open that up a little a little wider mm -hmm. you know so it's a lot of i'm seeing a lot of tier one and tier two dime square types some like you know some sam hine friends uh etc mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the and i'm noticing the next day that tim apple was happy to take a selfie with a lot of very cool downtown gays <laughs> <laughs> Tim Apple is having the time of his fucking life. You know what I mean? Tim Apple is at, he's wearing a tuxedo. He's at this, he gets to give a speech. He gets an award. Everybody fucking loves him. Mm -hmm. He's probably a little gone. He's probably a little, a little gone off the champagne. Mm -hmm. And his handler, his handlers are, are making sure everything's going to, is, is going to stay on the track. Yeah, was the security pretty chill or was it a little beefy? I feel like there was one security guard you could see and then maybe a couple that you couldn't. I mean, if I'm, if I'm with, jo if I'm Joey Badass plus one, I'm taking Tim's chain and I'm out. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm running your air tags, bro. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I saw a lot of selfies with Tim, Tim Apple the next day with with a lot of uh, very you know good looking downtown gay. And I was just like, damn, this is so cool that th- this guy who's running you know the biggest corporation in the world is having the time of his life, mm-hmm. and he just. The uh, world, the the fact that I got to witness Tim Apple watch Glorilla perform in a, a, a is is just beyond kind of beyond my wildest dreams. I just picture him ways, clapping you know? like like a grandma watching their like granddaughter's <laughs> recital, like with the iPad filming it, was, it the it whole was time. So good, it was really it was really a sight or a sight to behold. But Sam Sam was also wearing this insane Gucci tuxedo yeah, um, I that I was v- very very impressed by. And uh, he did tell me it was from their Hollywood collection, <laughs> so he felt like he had to. He had to choose that. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. He and had like, to. I, it was, it's a creativity award in New York City. We got to pull out the Hollywood collection. But it was at this crazy. It was at this crazy building, the financial district, um, that a guy I actually know I, I bought the guy who owns Palm Heights, the hotel in Grand Cayman. So they kind of like mm. it was just like you go up, you you take the 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 elevators were presented by Delta, um, so I kind of <laughs> felt comfortable there, um, and the, and the delta elevator up to the up to the like 28th floor so you had this amazing view and they just kind of put down carpet but the rest of the space was raw and it was it was just really fun to be in like a do some anytime you can go somewhere you've never been before for a party you know is like always a a plus to to making it fun you were transported I was transported thanks to our friends at State Farm and Delta. I did. Um, speaking of female musicians, I had an odd, um, I had an odd, dr- I, an odd dream Uh-oh. that I wanted to unpack with you. Oh no! Come on! Come on! No! I had a Lana Del Rey sex dream. That was very one of the most vivid dreams of my entire life. I'm sorry. What? What? I'm just shocked. <laughs> what happened? It was so. It was so realistic. I mean, basically, I was courted. By her and her team. She so hold on. So Londell Ray and her team court, like she sent her manager over to kind of test. Just like a driver, okay. driver kind of thing. Like, hey, get in. Okay, going back to the crib, but w- went back to the crib, which was like in Newport Beach, but it was a shithole, like one bedroom studio apartment. Her mom lived there, and she was doing a, a flight simulator video game <laughs> the whole time. She was like beasting. She's like a really good gamer. The mom was in the room while while it went down. Um, slept over, great breakfast spread, a lot of, lot of pastries. You can kind of see why Lana's been packing on the pounds lately. And then, much like um, <laughs> much like the gays collecting uh, Tim Apple selfie, mm-hmm. I was sort of tagged and bagged like uh, like a white rhino being shot by Donald Trump's son. <laughs> she made me drop trow and then she took a picture of my penis before i left it was like part of the nda situation Bro. it was like an epstein style blackmail this is one of the most twisted things you've ever told me did you now did you i know which is why i broke my don't talk about a dream you had policy on so the show did you, or did you wake, ideally in life did you wake up and feel good bad confused was it so realistic that you thought like damn i smashed Anytime you have sex with a celebrity for the story, it's a whirlwind of emotions. You're excited that it happened, but you obviously feel used shortly after. And a lot of our mm-hmm. female and gay listeners can relate to that, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so okay, and 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 I just want to be clear. You, it's bittersweet. 
did you look like a grapefruit salad did you look n- n- normal like had you like in your mind's eye were you did you look more lana pilled or did you look like regular no thin no jeans? no it was just me it was just me walking around regular old tt okay this is i'm i'm disappointed confused and also happy for you because I think that your Lana love this might. Do you think this changes the way you think about Lana in your conscious state? Yeah, it's ruined it because it was like his was. Well, I mean, like it's a combination of listening to our album too much mixed with taking a break from smoking weed for the last week, which makes your dreams really kind of turbocharged and hyper hyper real and of course of and course. frequent of course. Um, but yeah, it's really kind of like every time she pops up on my Spotify, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, but also like, mm, yeah. Yeah, sure. you know what I mean. One night in Newport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I- <laughs> yeah, I'll, the only thing I remember is I had to leave sneaking out, and I had to like hop a fence into the parking lot, and the drivers were all gathered there, and they gave me a little like, "We'll see you next time, bro." That reminds me. That reminds me of a a, a classic story that the uh, the friend will go unnamed, where he it was a similar situation he broke something on the way out and it was like a problem <laughs> and it was like it, it was like an issue that i i believe like a he, vase like you you broke the seth rogan bubbler I, I don't think it was i don't think it was like super expensive but i think that he had to i think he had to pay for, i think he had to pay for it and it was a little bit one of those things like are you kidding like this is a blip on, this is like a this is like a, an error a rounding error like why would you do this to me but i i believe he had to pay i believe he excuse me he or she so it was like, like the rich version of of charging your girlfriend four dollars and 32 cents for the coffee on venmo exactly exactly it was like oh you knocked over my diptyque and i was like well, you have 380 million dollars yeah like you, know, you can probably you can free you, you can Come on, dog. You, you can probably cover this you one. were just inside me you <laughs> you can probably cover this one. <laughs> all right so you're so this dream and and that you're listening so you're over lana after all these years no like i said it's bittersweet bittersweet <laughs> it's bad it's both I'm I'm cock shy and hard and cock hard all at the same time. This is this is really a development. I, I just don't. I, I really as I continue to try because I saw Andrews in in L.A. a couple weeks ago and he made me model one of the Mel's drive-in Lawn Del Rey hats mm-hmm. um, for him. And I, I you know it, I liked the hat and I liked the signature style on the on the side, like her handwriting mm-hmm. is very cool. And you said, yeah, I'll throw that on. Yeah, I'll throw it on. But I just can't get into that. I just really can't get into the record, man. Well, I, I've really tried. I think after my, we'll call it an episode, <laughs> um, I, I'm starting to un- understand because she has such the strong fandom mm-hmm. and it's almost like a witch-like usurping of a person's psyche. You know what I mean? People, the girls, the girlies and the gays just latch on to it in a way that is arguably unhealthy they build their life around it their their aesthetic around it their life you know their choices and and decisions in life based around this fictional character that sort of has them wrapped around their finger and i kind of am starting to see the the dark the dark side of it i mean this is yeah i mean no i I, it absolutely can get dark i mean look at taylor swift that's even darker that's even what is the tweet that you sent me about (laughs) Let me find that. Oh, the onion thing about her about like everybody like respect her and give her a lot of good vibes right now because she has likely had to keep her breakup 
private for oh, the last yeah. weeks and we need to like clap extra hard at the shows to show her that we care yeah, about Yeah, that's her. what she needs. That's what she needs. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't think that the I mean, the investment in Taylor Swift is is really it, it shocks me kind of every day. E- even though I I understand it and it's just kind of like classic superstardom, I just think that the the way like she was dating some no name. I mean, not no name, but like some British actor, you know, for five years, and no one really. I don't know. It's I like, didn't know who he was. I didn't even know she was in a relationship. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess I don't know what he's been in. But been built different. He's one of those guys who's like pretty famous, but I don't know what he's been in. But I think his relationship with Taylor Swift kind of, mm. you know, yeah, is the most important, is the defining characteristic in his life, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you know, she'll, I think she might just go back to Carly Kloss and finally live her lesbian dream hey man if you're gonna pick a clam to smack (laughs) i mean we'll see this is a big this is a big time for her i'm excited she can rewrite her whole narrative now because this is you know this is going to be a new journey there'll be a new album there'll be a breakup song about joe there'll be a new chick and you'll be able to tell which song is the breakup song because it'll be called joe if i know taylor swift (laughs) well you know that joe joe's gotten a couple right it'll be joe parentheses the breakup song (laughs) joe well you know joe's got that's That's the the one about the breakup that's so funny i think joe actually though i think joe's gotten some writing credits on past taylor projects because he's low-key sick with the pen no no no. i feel like she did that as a gift that's like the taylor swift version of getting your wife earrings when you cheat on her she's like I'll give you I'll give you writing credits on song, song twelve when she sells when when she, when, when she sells the catalog again, um, he'll, he'll probably get a little he'll get a nice little party. I, I got nice my master's refinance. <laughs> <laughs> got a great I APR on it uh, on it. Yeah, I'm locked in at three point nine on my master on my on my back catalog. I'm I'm, ref, I'm, ref, <laughs> I'm refinancing my back catalog is very cool. It's very cool. Take it out. Got a couple of wave runners. Sorry, go ahead. How, how is your, yeah, I got a couple sea dues for the lake. Uh, how is your? Um, are you? How are you feeling? Are you? Are you back to? Are you back to one hundred percent? Are you off the disabled list? I'm. I'm not one hundred percent back, but I'm. I'm feeling pretty darn close. I'm probably saying I'm eighty right now. Okay. Um, I'm still. I'm. I still have some like sinus infection congestion kind of deep down inside but Mm -hmm. uh taking a break from smoking and drinking and having a bunch of broth and juices and eating eating clean and healthy is really helping out i probably have a couple more days left that's interesting because i saw some mucus removal i saw some instagram posts that didn't look super clean and healthy i mean i don't maybe that maybe that's something (laughs) maybe since you're what i was eating probiotic korean food probiotic korean food you act like you're eating a bowl of kimchi (laughs) in the backyard while you sun yourself it was some fried shit i had i had the only meats i've been eating have been boiled okay that's good i guess if that does anything for you i've had a lot of vegetables a lot of beef that does anything thing for you none of this does anything for me chief clearly it doesn't clearly it doesn't okay so you've been you've been kind of taking care of tj's temple and you're feeling you're feeling better because we can't yeah. we got a lot we got a lot of stuff coming up and i'm gonna need you kind of at 100 per- i can't have you firing that's why that's why i'm kali sober that's why i'm kali sober right now i'm basically eating as if i attended kanye west's donda school for young men <laughs> okay you're- i'm basically just if i don't <laughs> eat my yummy sushi <laughs> if i don't eat my yummy sushi i have to eat 
I have to eat a pair of Yeezys just to keep sustained. <laughs> Jason, in, in protest of Yeezy, Jason has been kind of boiling his shoes and kind of cutting them into small bites, child style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just more in case, performance art. Just in case the sashimi isn't fresh enough for him, he would kind of, he'd rather go rubber. I feel like, did, did Chris Burden do that? Yeah, exactly. It's performance art. It's performance <laughs> art. I, that motherfucker definitely ate a shoe. Yeah, dude, he shot himself. I mean, what's, you know, what's more, what's, what more can you do, you know? Uh, I, and I'm coming. I think the I think that I'm glad that you're taking care of yourself because I was you know I was a little worried about you. Once I saw, I was too. Because you know after we after we recorded last TJ scared straight last Sunday. I, I you know we had it. We were chatting a little, and then I was I was heading back to to my neck of the woods, and you started leaking. And you had to go fucking Daniel Arnold mode and pull your <laughs> bitch ass camera and take a picture of me having a nosebleed. I did go, and that actually that's this gonna is going to look so good on a Gildan hoodie. <laughs> that's going to be developed soon. I will be sharing it. I'm going to license this image to Idea Books. But the, 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 the <laughs> amount of blood that came out of your nose in a very short yeah, he leaking. You were I because I, I did think you were because you you're a known bitch, so I thought you were kind of exaggerating. And mm-hmm. I have to say, and I, I wanted this to be on the record, you weren't exaggerating, and the amount of blood you were losing was staggering, and I left concerned because you were there alone, mm-hmm. and I was like, what if TJ dies? I'm going to have to find a new co-host, you know? and that's kind of where my head went, you know, and I was like, damn, this, this, is, this is worse than I thought. And I'm just glad that you're. I'm just glad that you're feeling better because I'm not all joking aside. I was like, oh damn, this motherfucker really is leaking. He was. Mm-hmm. He was being. He was being a bitch and being funny about it. So I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. So I just want to apologize on the record for making a joke out of your health issues. I appreciate it. No problemo. I obviously knew I was going to get the last <laughs> laugh. And in terms of there's no <laughs> laughter whatsoever. I, I got the last guilt or the last shame, but. To sort of show, this is a good exercise for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's giving better help to show a vulnerable, apologetic side of you, so you're not always known as Chris, the bad, evil guy. TJ is the nice, sweetie, but sweetie pie. We love him so much. Mm-hmm. It's sort of rewriting that narrative and good on you. I think we need more nice Chris mm-hmm. um, vibes in the world, and. Just to sort of nail down that point and really drive it home, I will do uh, a peek behind the curtain on what the real TJ is in terms of my line of thinking where you said, you know, I was worried about Jason's health. You know, I would hate for something for him to happen to him and I would have to get a new podcast co-host. Whereas when right when you said that, I thought if Chris dies, in my mind, I'm like, finally i don't have to split the money anymore <laughs> i knew that i knew that was coming i knew that was coming and i i know that you're dying for the day that i finally pass away and you can go bill burr solo mode and i'm I, look maybe maybe that you will- guys see the blackhawks game last night oh we got pummeled <laughs> yeah i want you to when you start your we shouldn't have started when you when you start doing your weekly uh hockey podcast solo for the ringer um I, look i i hope i'm dead because no one needs to hear that <laughs> you know no one needs to hear that but no I was, I was i'm glad that you're i'm glad that you're feeling better i can hear it in your voice and i you know the weather in la is perking up so it's all kind of coalescing coalescing for you yeah i went i went to the gym um a couple days ago i hit the sauna I'm finally getting like a nice good night's sleep. But yeah, it just really it was a perfect storm of of ailments that really smacked me um Lincoln Park style right in the fucking right, bet- right between the eyes. Had me laid up, but I'm I am feeling really good and it really unfortunately did sort of turn me into 
uh, Kelly sober them jeans. So don't don't worry. You'll be back midweek having a, a a steak somewhere with a martini. I don't see you. I, I don't see you making these big uh, life changes. I'll, I'll be having a steak with an edible. Okay, that's it. Okay, I see a steak with a steak with an edible. Bitter, bitters and soda and a ten milligrams, please. Wow, well, that's that's really a diet. Um, all right, how long gone? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Happy uh, Easter. Happy Easter. He is risen. Um, and uh, yeah, get get your tickets. Uh, Philadelphia, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, L- London, um, and and more soon. And also, we're we're going to be in Beverly Hills on the fourth. Um, so so just wait on it. There'll be some more uh, data around that very soon. <laughs> um, when our friends is that uh, event open to the public? I hope not, but we'll find out. Okay. Um and. Uh, we will uh we'll see you next week got some good guys we got a we got a hot guest new record getting rave reviews all over the map it's it's honestly people are gushing about this record and i of course i really like it but i i'm i'm like happy to see how how well received i gotta see who this person is let me check my cow (laughs) okay yes yes okay yes we got a little music. We got a little culinary. This is exciting. It's a classic. It's a classic 50-50 week on How Long Gone. One for Chris, one for Jason. That's how God intended. All right. Well, I am going to put on a Lana Del Rey song as the intro or as the outro Great. music for this episode. And then I'm going to go pleasure myself to it. <laughs> Have a great week, you guys. We love you. Later, mate. With a suitcase in my hand